Welcome to episode 247 of The Digital Life, a show about our insights into the future of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and joining me today is Claire Sun, a voice user interface engineer who will be chatting with me about designing VUIs. Claire just returned from the Conversational Interaction Conference. Claire, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. So let's, uh, uh, obviously, you, you, you learned a lot at the conference, and uh, we, we want to bring our listeners uh, who, who may or may not be familiar with voice user interfaces up to speed on, on the current state of voice technology. Could you tell us a little bit about what the strengths are of uh, current voice uh, technology, what the strengths are and, and how those are, are manifesting in, in products. So just to clarify to the audience, voice interfaces are probably something that they've interacted with already. It's part of like Siri, that's part of everyone's iPhone, as well as the trending Alexa and Google Home that has been uh, commercialized everywhere nowadays. And so what's really good about these new types of interfaces is that um, you can use them without having to look at them. You can use them in uh, hands-free um, if you're occupied while cooking or while you're driving. Um, voice is very good in that it's kind of more instinctual and easier to use, like speaking to something comes intuitively to people and takes less time than having to type a paragraph to somebody. Um, and so it's very good in relaying data to a machine in a very quick way. Um, the problems with this interface is that it's very hard to convey a lot of information to the user because you don't want to be like lectured by a machine with this long paragraph. Um, and oftentimes people have very short attention spans. And so they're not going to be paying attention as a machine drones on and on about the Wikipedia definition for this is historical event. Um, so that's where the common interfaces that we see nowadays with um, mobile and web are better at um, because they are able to show picture examples. They are able to show paragraphs of data um, in a short given time. And it's really about which environments to use these different interfaces that is like the most important. So you, you mentioned some of the, uh, the, the more popular products that people might have in their homes or, you know, obviously on, on their phones. Um, what is, uh, how would you break down the current state of the market? You know, what, what are the different categories of, of voice products and, 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 uh, you know, where are new VUIs emerging? So what's the most common consumer product is that we've seen this large push to having smart speakers, which are the, again, the Alexa, the Google Homes, and now the Apple HomePod, um, which is Apple's version of a smart speaker, um, uh, which has Siri on it. Um, these voice agents um, communicate using a speaker, so they're very good at 
searching information that they're connected with their certain search engine. Of course, Google is connected to Google. Um, um, as well as people usually use them for entertainment reasons, like playing music or playing any of the game apps that have been uh, loaded to their app store. Um, um, they've also been integrated into many people's phones, which have more utility. So Siri, of course, is in the iPhone, whereas Google Assistant has been integrated to various of uh, Google's products. Uh, like their hardware project products as well as third-party products. Um, and because they are integrated to a phone, they're more allowed to use a kind of multimodal device where they can access also the visual interface of your phone. They can access any... Be, they can be more of a real assistant since they're connected to your calendar, your email, etc. Um, what's another big push that I saw at the conference was on large corporations wanting to push more uh, towards using voice agents to automatize um, their customer service. Because if you think about it, customer service is a very large expense for large companies. So if we're able to replace this workforce with computers, it's something that would save the companies a large amount of money. Uh, so the idea is instead of someone calling for questions about a product from Walmart to a person at a call center, they can instead call this virtual assistant and ask questions about that product or like certain company policies, et cetera. Yeah, I think, you know, we're all familiar with uh, the not so helpful uh, helplines <laughs> that, you know, uh, the, the 800 numbers that that wind up in a, in a call center somewhere i i can see why that might be attractive uh you know you know sort of identifying this uh this huge chunk of money that needs to be um uh applied to customer service and wow we can we can save money now because the uh the voice user interface will do it for us um I, I guess I'm a little bit skeptical as to whether people are willing to tolerate uh, sort of relatively uh, clumsy technology in, in order to find it. You know, if, if they have a problem that they need solved right away, I know that I always hack uh, the voice user interface that I encounter and just say operator. Yeah. Yeah, repeatedly. definitely a lot of people do that. Um, a lot of people don't like talking to a computer because in a way it's more frustrating and slow than talking to a real person. Um, so, but you have to, it's still in the case of customer service, you have to wait to be online with that real person or else you're going to be on hold for quite a time. Um, so the push is that voice has a long way to go and that we need to work on making it more conversational um, instead of having this kind of survey that is talked to you on the phone like if this applies to you press one if this applies to you press two instead of listening to that but instead on having more human mediated conversations where the human is able to drive the conversation and not the reverse um that that seems like a good a good uh, transition into talking about uh, some of the challenges that come along with designing for this kind of interface. 
um, you, you, you mentioned there that there's a, a difficulty in, in being able to sort of properly frame the conversation right now. We're, we're used to these, uh, voice user interface, uh, trees that are, that are, you know, sort of put us into this mode where we're, um, sort of trying to find our way, uh, and it's not very successful and it's, uh, you know, doesn't make us feel good about, about <laughs> what we're doing. What are, what are some of the other challenges that come along with designing VUIs and, um, how, how are we able to sort of design to meet those challenges? So, um, currently how voice agents are used is very short conversations. They're basically, you give them a question and they provide you with an answer. So I can ask, Hey Google, what's the capital of Alaska or something like that. Um, and that is kind of the length of their conversation. Usually there isn't, um, a, what we call like an actual conversation, a, a real dialogue, um, because it doesn't really ask follow-up questions unless it's giving you a survey. And so this is really what's in the voice field and the research that people are conducting with this kind of technology is trying to further um, the conversational aspect because we want to produce a technology that is kind of similar to talking to a real person. That's what we want to strive for. And so it really has to do with the, um, the designs of the conversation flow connected with the actual engineering aspect of the machine learning that is doing all of, all of the text to speech. Um, and so that really has to do with the neural nets that kind of ha act as the back end for all the natural language processing so that the, the machine can actually decipher what is the like linguistical meaning and the sentence structure and uh, et cetera to actually make, to, to understand a human statements, but also to relay that information to a way that we can understand. So it seems to me that one of the important missing pieces of all of this uh, around the you know designing for for VUIs is is context, right? So not only um, context in a particular conversation, but also over time uh, being able to you know know that my virtual assistant has some understanding of. Uh, who it's dealing with and that, you know, my house is set up in a certain way. I have certain preferences, uh, versus, you know, uh, my wife or my son might have something different altogether. Um, and we take that for granted, of course, when we're dealing with, with people that they kind of understand the context of our request. Uh, what, 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 what from a design perspective, is uh, like how do we approach that uh, with context in mind? How do, how do we uh, improve our voice interfaces so they're no longer uh, you know these one word interactions, but rather have uh, sort of sort of the context as well? So the the issue with context is that when when humans have a conversation, they remember like what they've just talked about or previous things that have happened. And that requires 
um, some form of memory. Um, and so the thing is, is that how voice agents are built currently is that there is no like past storage of memory because in a way it needs like um it needs to be infinite because the 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 agent doesn't know exactly what you're going to refer to it's really hard to determine what you want to t like like talk again about without stating that exact subject and so really the the technology isn't at that point yet a lot of like uh research at um, Microsoft, Google, a lot of, um, universities are trying to figure out on how is it that you can get that context so that you can refer to, I, what was that again? What was this again? Like things that do not describe the whole, whole term that we're trying to ask the machine, but we as humans understand what that means. Um, and so it's it's something to continue to look for. Like um, things can be hard coded to understand context if we know what data that we're expecting. So um, so if we we can construct a dialogue flow um, that will, for example, kind of temporarily store memory on what this location is that you're talking about. But again, it will always be temporary um, because. Machines can't store all the data for their lifetimes like we can. Um, so it's, it's definitely further research on the linguistics, the cognitive side, um, that we need to continue developing for. Yeah. I mean, to, to expand on that a little bit, uh, you know, we, we do set context a lot with our visual user interfaces, um, you know, uh, specifically, you know, planning to work in a, a type of document or with something that we've accessed previously. So we do that, but it's, it's second nature, right? So I open uh, a word doc, I'm essentially telling the machine that I'm going to be, you know, uh, composing some writing mm -hmm. and that I'm expecting certain kinds of tools to be available to me, et cetera. Um, whereas, uh, there's, there's, not as much context setting uh, with the with the voice user interfaces, at, at least uh, um, not yet. So to to wrap up our conversation on designing buoys today, what um, what are some of the things that that you're seeing in 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 the marketplace in terms of uh, the technology? Uh, moving moving forward what what are the problems that are that are being solved over the over the next year to improve uh, the voice user experience because there there seem to be a sort of an endless array of things that we could do uh, uh, where do you see uh, the technology going in in the short term well technology advances in a very fast pace so what people are working on currently is to make these agents, sound more human. Um, and so, for example, if you talk to Siri or Alexa now, you can always tell that it's a robot. But there's been more developing research for uh, text-to-speech in order to make those voices less and less robotic. Um, and that changes how people interact with the device because if you know that something is a robot, you're going to teach it different, uh, treat it differently than if you think it's a human. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of further integration 
uh, of voice agents into devices that we commonly interact with, but I think it's going to be a much more multimodal approach where I don't think we're going to stick with the whole smart speaker aspect because really only having voice as a, as a form of an interface um, is actually limiting. Whereas if you think about having voice and a visual interface and maybe something else is is there's much more functionality that can be done with that and a lot of various data inputs and outputs that are better suited for those different interfaces. Um, and so I think that is going to be the next approach. And companies are actually approaching that with like the Echo Show, where there is kind of a touchscreen attached to an Echo instead of just having the Echo speaker itself. Interesting. Well, We'll keep an eye out for that further integration. It, you know, from a, a design perspective, I can see that uh, making a lot of sense. And Claire, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, John. Listeners, while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. If you head over to thedigitallife.com, that's just one L in the digital life, and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody, so it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening, or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. You can find The Digital Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, and Google Play. And if you'd like to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett, that's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by GoInvo, a studio designing the future of healthcare and emerging technologies, which you can check out at GoInvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. So that's it for episode 247 of The Digital Life. I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>